previously on the Soundless Citadel. There are six skeletons in front of you guys. Now we roll for initiative. So Methuselah takes out this blueberry pie crust that looks like it's been in Methuselah's pocket. And as they're holding it in their hand, they just start to monologue, ending with, And thus, no man is free from his ambitious finger. The great tragedy of life is that there's never enough pie. The combat is over. Screeches comes out as from inside of the water, four little creatures pops out. And you guys will have to fight these four little spirits. Roll for initiative. Throughout the vastness of the multiverse, there lies a tavern. As you approach its doors, you catch bubbles of laughter that rise and burst into cheers as colorful groups of travelers find comfort in their bonds. As you head inside, the smile of the tavern keeper greets you. They're an otherworldly being with a bluish corporeal form. They wear attire befitting of an innkeeper, and they have a large cloudy nebula for hair speckled with stars, which gently sways with their movement. Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and a seat is open for you at every table. Tonight's special is the Sunless Citadel, an epic adventure of high fantasy with notes of friendship, danger, and most importantly, cool. Will our adventure survive to the center of the dungeon, or is there a dark and calamity taking root far from the sun's reach? I'm going to disengage and leave the room. Using your action to disengage, you move past Seeker and you're able to stop just outside of the room. I imagine that when Methuselah's like leaving, I'm just like playing on Yorick and I'm just like shuffling out. <laughs> All right, Seeker, your turn. When Methuselah leaves, Seeker is going to kind of step into the room and see what's going on. And they're going to take the makeshift spear that they had, um, not caring if that gets destroyed. And they're just going to kind of like stab at one of the like the closest lava one to them and see how that goes. You thrust with the spear, but the thing flies too fast and is able to dodge your attack with ease. Now it is one of the magma one. This one looks at Mortis. He was already touching the handle of his blade, ready to engage in combat and unsheathe it. The little creature then extends their hand, melting in lava as it does and a little glow of red starts to emanate from the palm of their hand. Mortis, when they do so, you feel a very intense heat come out of the handle of your blade. The blade is also in contact with your body. So as it hits up, it heats into a red glowing. It hurts you for a total of 12 fire damage. That's a yowch. You instinctively pull out your hand from the handle, but 
the rest of the sword is still touching the side of your shell, which means that you can't drop the item because you are wearing it. Therefore, you have disadvantage on attack rolls because of the intense pain. Not my sword. That's all I have. <laughs> and that was the turn for this one method. Now it is the turn of the other method that is also another magma one. This one is flying up ahead. So it opens its mouth and from deep within its very thin and elongated face, red light appears from inside of its mouth and the fire breath just extends out of it towards anyone who's inside of the room. I need you guys to do a dexterity saving throw for me. I got a 14. It's not bad, it's not bad. Hey, Methuselah, I have good news for you. Oh, hell yeah, I didn't <laughs> use any bardic inspiration, but I get one back. And it is flying up. It takes the opportunity and it does try to fly past you guys out of the room. You guys have an opportunity attack as it flies just outside of the room. Can I do an opportunity attack with my claws? Because I don't have a weapon equipped. Yeah, you can. Seeker's going to use their spear. Four. I got a 18. The spear thrusts upward, but the little creature is too fast. But Mortis does a quick little jump and is able to claw it with their hand. It lands and causes damage. Go for it. Uh, that is eight damage. A considerable amount of damage is given and a little bit of their molten light body splashes over the wall. It was so quick that it doesn't really hurt you. Mortis, it is also your turn. As this creature flies past Mortis, damaged but still flying, it goes all the way down the hallway and it does escape combat. Now it is your turn, Mortis. After slashing at the thing with his claw, he's gonna instinctively, as his bonus action, he's gonna, he's gonna like sort of change his defensive position, and he's like holding his claws out as if like you know, in a ready position, and then uh, he's going to slash again at the closest method to him. You have two methods that are close to you, enough for you to attack. One is the magma one that is heating up your sword. The other one, it seems to be the one of the two ice ones. Is the one that's heating up my sword, like, is it a... I don't want to metagame and be like, is it a concentration thing, but is he focusing on it, or is it just... He seems focusing on it. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's going to, like, lunge at that one and try to slash at it. Go right ahead. That is a 15 to hit. That is a hit. Roll for the damage. That is seven damage. He needs to roll for a constitution saving throw to see if he keeps the concentration on the spell. It's still capable of keeping up the heat. As his bonus act, he's gonna open up his cloak, reach out to his belt and pull out his flail and just sort of un unleash it and just be like, all right, if that's how you want to play it. Next is one of the ice methods. It opens its mouth and red light also starts to emanate from deep within its little jaw. But this time, it is 
a barrage of frost and cold that charges and hits everybody within the room. I need you guys to do a dexterity saving throw. 23. I got a four, I failed. So it'll be full damage for Mortis and half for Seeker. Seven frost damage for Mortis and three for Seeker. That's exactly the number of health that I had left. So Mortis is down. Mortis has fall down unconscious from the barrage of frost that just emanates from the little creature. Sorry, Thorn. Your dad's dead now. And with it, it takes its opportunity and starts to fly past you guys away from the battle. But technically, Methuselah is actually close enough to attack it if they want to. Okay, that's actually not that bad. That's a 15. Roll a d4 for me. Two. Two damage is inflicted onto the little guy, and he actually is pushed to the side, stopping mid-flight. Now it is the last ice method within the room. It places both hands close to each other as if they were cupping something. But a pinkish light starts to emanate from inside. And then they extend their hands towards the outside and towards the room. And the misty fog starts to take hold of the entire place. With that done, the method tries to fly out of the room as well. You can't hit it. Methuselah, this fog starts to spill out of the room and it's really difficult for you to see what's going to happen. But the method flies past you. So you are caught off guard as this method just flies out and bolts out of the hallway towards freedom in the other room. Top of the round, Methuselah. Can I go into the room and take out Mortis's healer's kit? and use it. Methuselah goes inside of the room through the fog and is able to reach to Mortis. Quickly, they go through Mortis's belongings to grab the healer's kit, use whatever they can from inside to heal their friend. They are only able to stabilize him. Seeker, your turn. Can Seeker see what Methuselah is currently doing? I would say you're close enough. Yeah. Okay. Because um, they were just going to immediately start screaming for help, but they're going to look at Methuselah and say, Oh, thank you, Methuselah. I was I was going to call for help once I saw Mortis go down. I really appreciate you coming in here. Uh, thank you, but you should probably focus on those things. You're right. And then they're going to take the spear that they're still holding, and they're going to try and get one of the, just the magma ones left, right? Yeah, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah, just whichever one is closest. Do your attack with disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Seven? You thrust towards where you think the little glow of the magma method is, but the little glow dodges out of the way before the spear can hit its mark. Anything else? Now it is the turn of the magma method within the fog. It takes this opportunity to disengage. Quickly and cautiously, it flies off the steam away from the room, flying towards freedom. The other one has already left. Mortis is stable. And the only method left is the one that got knocked out by Methuselah, who, not surprisingly, dashes 
as it flies off to freedom. And the combat ends. I think you should go get Thorn. I don't know where he went. Uh, yeah, I'll go find Thorn. You just keep taking care of Mortis, alright? Yes, uh, I'll stay with him. I think we should take a little break. I, I can help him, but we will need some time so that I can do a song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Seeker's gonna go, uh, like, into the hall. Thorn! Thorn! Where are ya? I think that as the others were in the room with the Mephits, Thorn wanted to start to investigate this empty room. He wants to try to see if there's any sort of secret passage or anywhere to indicate exactly where the skeletons came from or if they were just in this room. Roll a perception check for me. I got a six. It's confusing to see an empty room and so many enemies, skeletons, or creepy people come out from a dead end. It feels weird. It feels like trickery. And you wonder if this was not caused by someone. Can I roll investigation to more closely examine in the same way that Seeker and I did so? Where we started like examining the walls, sort of looking around and seeing if there is any sort of illusion or secret that is hidden in the room. Roll an investigation check to investigate the walls. I got a 16. You're quite confident that these walls are not disguising any sort of secret passage or camouflaged by illusion. So it's pretty sure that it's solid rock and no creatures that size could have gone through. So what does this mean? Is there something else? Can he search for any signs in the room that would indicate that there's something in here other than the skeletons? Easily I can say that the only other thing in here would be the dead corpses of rats and deteriorated thing and garbage. I think at that point, Thorn gears Seeker and quickly jumps in its own skin and very hastily goes to the hall, the Sea Seeker, and goes, Cats is screaming! Why is screaming happening? Uh, Thorn, there you are. Um, Mortis, uh, is not doing so great, so we decided to come and find you. We're gonna take a little bit of a break, just so that he can recover, alright? What happens? The, the time has finally caught up to him? <laughs> uh, no, um, he's, he's gonna be fine. Methuselah's looking after him right now. Uh, he just took a lot of hits and just needs to recover from that. What does hit him? Uh, these little tiny creatures. Would Seeker know what a method is? Roll an arcana check. Uh, 14. 14, you have heard of small spirits of water, steam, fire and others like that, that if messed around with, they will burn you for water to you, like really like mess up your day. So it's always told by little tabatsis that if you find these little spirits called methods just out and about in the rivers or at night, to stay clear from them because they are not from this place and they usually are trying to find a way back. They are not happy when disturbed from finding their way home. 
Uh, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of methods before, Thorn. They're little tiny creatures. Roll it, I got a check. <laughs> okay, I got a five. Nah, that sounds crazy. Okay. Uh, you see, we got into a little bit of a scuffle with um. Uh, more, but Mortis will be fine. But I do think that he'd want you by his side when he wakes up. Okay. Well, you talk too much. Let's go. All right, and then Seeker's gonna lead Thorn, like, kind of to the room. You freaking squeeze, especially because Mortis is down. And because Thorn is very small, you guys should be able to squeeze the three of you there. Yeah, Thorn just kind of, like, climbs on the top of Mortis's shell. And I think now we'll take a short rest, um, and I'll do Song of Rest. So, while everyone's relaxing after that endeavor, Methuselah is going to play on Yorick a song of she. Uh, and he, he, he doesn't know she very well, but just going off of what the things that Mortis has said about, you know, life and death, and it's going to start off sorrowful and sad, like a funeral eulogy, but then it's going to slightly turn as, like, I reminisce about Mortis's wife and the things that she kind of said about life and death and and that this story is not over so I'm leading to she in a way through this song to give this turtle life because the story has not finished yet. Can Seeker like kind of sit like in the hallway reach into their pocket and like just like playing with their cat toy say a prayer to the cat lady for Mortis? know what i think thorn he'll take out his like little tome and he'll open it and like slam the pages down on mortis's shell and be like yes rise again be delicate i literally only have one point (laughs) instead of damage you are awoken by the little flaps of paper hitting you yeah. Oh dear. Uh, what happened? I I must have nodded off there. It worked. I am the best. Uh, Are you all right? Uh, more or less. I think. I think my pride took more damage than my body. <laughs> well, you fought well anyway. Uh, well, I appreciate it, but to be felled by such lowly creatures. My masters in the Tension Dynasty would have been ashamed of me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll leave this whole thing out of the song that I'm writing for you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Are you well enough to continue? He, like, sort of tries to get up and then, like, winces and sort of sits back down. To be honest, I could do with a bit of a longer rest. Uh, oh. My apologies, but, you know, these old bones need a bit more time before we move on. Well, I suppose we could sort of help you into the other room. And maybe even go back to the, you know, the room we were before and rest there. Ah, That would be appreciated. I think I've seen enough of this little passageway for a lifetime. And he's going to kind of glance back at the pipe. Which I assume n- none of us closed, right? Because we didn't... And if if it's not too much of a bother, could somebody 
Somebody shot that. I, I don't want any more of those blasted demons getting in. I'll give it a try for you, Mortis. Seekers steps into the room and nudges themselves past Methuselah, trying not to step on a thorn because it is a very tight room. You get close to the door of the stove and you s quickly see that inside there is water rushing down as if it was like a small like water pipe. There is a division in the middle that separates this stove into two chambers and there is like a griddle on both sides up and bottom so that the i guess the little methods would not just go down the drain and escape interestingly enough the grade is very fine very very fine and so just the water is able to go through into the pipe and you see something glinting as the water is falling down but then the torchlight goes off and now just your night vision sees the water motion could seeker light a torch sure yeah uh please make sure to always put down one torch from your inventory oh this is the first one seekers used no worries you turn on you light up the torch and the fire illuminates inside of the stove. Inside of the stove, you find what seems to be five small little rocks of a bluish color that glistens against the firelight. Can Seeker try to take these rocks? Yes, you can. Easily, you reach inside and see five tiny sapphires. Uh, hey guys, look what I found. And Seeker's gonna kind of like turn and hold their paw out with the sapphires in it. Um, I think it would be fair if each of us got one. And then we could save the last one for later. I suppose so. All right. And then they're gonna kind of pass out the, the rest of the party each a sapphire. Thorn lets Mortis hold on to his sapphire. So Mortis, you can have two in your inventory. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I guess I'm gonna help Mortis kind of go back to the other room. I'm not very strong, so it's more of less just like a formality because I am very, very weak and I probably could not carry him. Um, but you do notice that when I touch you, I'm freezing cold. You accept the help of Methuselah standing up. You grasp his gloved hand and Position your back leg a little bit because you can see the struggle in Methuselah's face as they're trying their best to pull you up. And to appreciate their help, you also grab on to the forearm of Methuselah just to make you like make it look like Methuselah is helping. But you actually lift up from your back leg. Then you notice that Methuselah's touch from the forearm is seems to be a little bit colder than usual oh yeah you you poor thing are you all right you're very cold oh this is very natural for me is it some sort of condition you have or no elves are cold-blooded do a deception check with disadvantage and what is it could i do i overhear this it's a very small room yes okay. you do. <laughs> could i use ear for deceit 
Sure. Okay. It. So basically, I'm doing like an insight check on Methuselah. As a 12. Twenty-three deception. <laughs> I said that with such a straight face. Mortis, you hear that, and you could have sworn that that's not really a thing. But yet again, Methuselah does show characteristics of the Dark Elves, and these are one of the most reclusive of elves in Lestri, because they do live underground. And although their pale skins are contradictory to the name Dark Elves, they do live in very dark environments. They could just be very cold because of how cold it is on the ground. Ironic, because if anyone caught me in the light, I would have been like, yes, but the Dark Elves, <laughs> honestly. Like, that was my backup plan. <laughs> that was my backup plan. So, yeah, maybe for not experiencing contact with many Dark Elves, you might actually believe that. Or this could be like, hmm. Well, I can safely say that I've never met an elf such as you, so apologies if I came across as ignorant at all. Oh, it's all right. Uh, you know, dark elves tend to live underground, not seeing many people, so... Halfway through that sentence, the three of you, except for Thorn, hear something echoing past the door the only door that you guys have not seen yet. And it goes muffled, but it goes something like this. And that is all that you guys hear. I think we've had enough excitement for now. Maybe we can leave that voice. Yeah, I think I think Mortis needs a little bit more rest before he's ready to get up on his feet. Agreed. <laughs> I'm sure whatever that voice is, they're fine. It's all fine. So what are you guys doing then? We go back to the room, I imagine. Like the circular room. Take a rest. On the way there, Seeker's gonna like find the short sword from the one skeleton and snatch that up. Okay. Just to have as a backup. Okay. And then they're gonna go to Mortis. Uh, Mortis, how's your greatsword doing? I think I saw one of them, like, trying to to heat it up. Is your greatsword okay? Well, from what I can feel, the, the sheath doesn't seem to be burning me anymore, so I believe that whatever the creature did has passed. It was irritating not being able to use my weapon, damned demons. How, how do you feel about long swords as opposed to great swords? Well, I actually have been trained with longswords in my youth, but one of my mentors determined that due to my large size, a two-handed weapon would be more acceptable for me. I suppose that would make sense. Now, from those skeletons that we fought, I did pick up a longsword and a short sword. So if the worst comes to the worst and you need a spare sword, just let me know, all right? Much appreciated, my friend. You are very kind. I just want to have everyone's best interest at heart. All right. So you guys come back towards the circular room. There's no more light coming out of the exterior as it is clearly nightfall. And instead, it is pitch black in here. 
If it wasn't for the torch, only the night vision of Thorn and Seeker would be... Oh yeah, and Methuselah would actually be discernible for this room. But you guys come. You guys are able to sit amongst the dead goblins. And what else do you guys do? Methuselah is going to look at everyone and be like, So, does anyone want to take watches? I can stay up for most of this rest uh, so that you know mortis if you'd like to rest the whole time well if that would be acceptable you know i i may be an old man but i'm still a warrior if i i'd be all right to take a later rest if if any of you would prefer so who wants to take watches Swantis can take a watch let the turtle sleep I'll take a watch, too, yeah. Well, I suppose I'll rest then, but uh, I'm still in fighting shape, so if any danger comes, do not be afraid to call. I feel like normally Mortis would be a little concerned about Thorn taking a watch with Methuselah, but he's so tired, he basically just like, he's like about to say something and then he just passes out. Uh, in getting ready, Seeker is going to put down like their bedroll, and they have a blanket in their bag as well, and they're just going to kind of be completely under the blanket on the bedroll. You know how cats do that thing? That's what they're doing. <laughs> Alright. You guys then go to sleep, except for the two that stays up for the watch. It is important to say that after the first hour, the light of the torch goes out. And then it's just the darkness, the night vision and the dim vision that you guys have is all that you can use and rely on against the darkness. I think that when the torch goes out, Thorn will light one of his own. And with that, you guys are able to spend the night waiting. If you guys want to spend some time conversing, feel free to. Thorn. Uh, yes, Elsus? Do you want to play a game? It depends what games Elsus wants to play with Thorns. Well, it's a game that I used to play with Chrysantha when we were a lot younger and starting to get to know each other. It's called Secrets. What's a Chrysantha? What's a Chrysantha? That word! Uh, that is the name of my muse, Chrysantha. What is a muse? It's someone who inspires you to do arts. Okay. Okay. What does what what does Secrets Game do? At the end of that question, Methuselah notices Thorn starting to smile very widely. And Thorn also notices the intense smile. Methuselah just like, man, you're really hyped for this game. <laughs> Thorn will turn away from Methuselah and take out his spell of tome and flip to the blank pages and see what it says. Meanwhile, Methuselah is kind of like, just took that as literally, you are just super excited for this game and then I'm just going to start explaining probably while Thorn is looking at the book, just Oh, well, basically what we have to do is I ask you a question and then you answer and then 
you ask me a question and then I answer. And it can get more, you know, intense and more personal as we go. And he's just going to keep explaining this game. What you read from the inside of the pages, it says, I want to answer and play the game for you. Thorn reads goes, Okay, this, that is okay, yes. So, do you want do you want to play? He turns around. Yes, let us do that. All right, um, you can go first, asking questions. I assume Thorn looks down at his book. In the book, there's a new sentence. Why so sad? Why are you so sad all the time? Well, I'm not sad all the time. I mean, I'm sad a lot of the times, but, uh, I mean, right now I, I'm, I'm not feeling too sad. You just look sad all the time from your face. Well, I sort of guess the only thing that's making me sad right now is being apart from Chrysantha. Uh, I really want to get back to her. Um, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing. Mortis as well, almost dying. Okay. And then Thorn looks back down at the book. Now the book has a blank page. I suppose it's my turn to ask a question. Hmm. Let me think. Where where did you come from before the... uh, Before going into the maze? You open the book and it says, From here to there to nowhere, the forest is where we lay. And your question has been made. Thorn looks at Methuselah and goes, We come from here or there. We are from many forest places all around, not in one place. So you're a traveler then, like, sort of like me then? In some way, yes. But you travel from choice. We do not travel by choice. I see. Being a goblin and all, I'd imagine. That's the life. Your smile widens. Inside, the pages asks the question, Has the flower been plucked dead? Thorns is time to ask question. Has the flowers been plucked dead? I just kind of like reach up into my hair and just take out a chrysanthemum that is actually surprisingly still fresh in a weird way, almost magically, and I, I sort of like look, like show it to Thorn and be like, well no, there, there, there's still life in these flowers. Thorn glances back down at the book. There's no new sentence written within the page, but you do hear a growl in the back of your head. Uh, I I don't think that I meant it that way. I, I think it has to do with 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 the other flower, the muse. Oh no, she's she's sick, but she's not not gone yet. There's still time. Okay. Well, my turn then. Um, did you have any family? in your tribe you look inside of the pages a mom that died a long time ago a dad that fell 
later. So, I have a better parent now. One that plays with me. One that makes me happy. Damn straight. (laughs) 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 Now I got it. Oh my god. How dare you. Dead. Gone a very long time ago. One dead to lose, the other fallen very far. I have a much better parent now, though. One that is much more fun. Mortis, I assume. <laughs> no. A, a different one. One much better than Mortis. Oh, well, I'll, I'll save my follow-up question for the next secret. For Thorn's next question, he looks down at his book. On the pages it says... The elf wears so much. Why is the skin so cold? You have much on you. You wear gloves and a cloak and many clothings from different places. So why when Thornsis touches your skin, it's cold like like the ice? As I told Mortis, I am cold-blooded. So, it's sort of a a dark elf thing. We don't really absorb warmth from the sun like other elves do. Uh, If you want, you can do an insight check. And it will receive advantage. Can I do deception? You can do deception. I can try, but I will say right now my uh, my insight is minus one. I got an 18 insight. So close, it was a 19. Weirdly enough, maybe it's true. Maybe it makes sense. You do not know many elves, so it could be true. But a growl echoes in the back of your head. Someone does not know much at all about the elves. Oh, but, but something else is saying, telling perhaps that that maybe maybe elves are not having cold blood. Thorn does not know. Oh well, I also have an iron deficiency. Thorns also thinks that if we are playing secrets, then then there must be actual secrets told, or, or this game is unfair. Well, I sort of suppose. Um, I think that this coldness is sort of a side effect of traveling. You're maybe correct in thinking that I was a little warmer before I started my travels, but um, the travels, I think, have made me a little bit colder in mind and in body. You notice your smile widen. Looking at the pages, you see a new sentence. We no longer play unless stakes are granted. Thorn does not want to play this game unless unless the stakes are, are higher. Well, 
You are asking quite a big question compared to the ones that I am asking you. So I don't think it's fair. I I will I will answer your line of inquiry if you answer me a question. To make it fair. If the Thuzla gets to ask big question of thorns, then thorns gets to ask big question of Methuselah. Yes, I think that would be fair. Then we are both equal in the things we are asking and the secrets we are revealing. Okay. You look at the book and it says, No play without stakes are granted. Well, uh, I guess my question is, who's this sort of other parent that sort of plays with you? You look at the book and there's only four words. No play, want stakes. Um, maybe Thorns should get to ask Thorns' question first. But that's not fair, you just asked a question. But, but, but you'll get to get, you'll get to ask your questions after. And you, you will. So Thorns is just things that perhaps it should ask first. All right, you can ask your question. You look into the book and says, If answered, not given or lied, punishment will be stakes. Bethuselah has to promise the ones that they will answer only with truth. Yes, I can promise that. He looks at the book to see what question is asked. You look in the question and it, and it says, Is death a friend? Has it taken those around you? Or you just want to be part of them? My question is, um, has death taken the ones around you? Or, or is death already a part of you? Well, my friend, death has taken everything. And then Methuselah is going to take off their glove and reveal their ethereal hand that kind of tapers off at the wrist and there is nothing between the hand and kind of the mid forearm. It's just kind of ghostly. Oh, oh, what, that is weird. What is that? Well, I suppose it's what I have for hands currently. Can someone just asks a follow-up question and, and you will get a follow-up question too. All right. How should that happen? I I don't really know how this happened. I was traveling and it was dark and stormy and I, I was exhausted and I I didn't know where I was going. I just sort of needed to to go somewhere to find an answer to help Chrysantha and 
it's sort of all a blur. It was stormy and whatnot, and and now I have these hands, and everything feels different. Oh, so has Methuselah joined death, but not in the ground? I suppose I did, but now I'm not, in a way. Like the skeletons or different? I would say different. I, I can think on my own. I, I feel myself in most ways, but in other ways, not so much. Like a big part of me, I, I feel like I've I've lost, and there's a sort of coldness in the room everywhere I go. Ah, so that is why Elves is lost in times, fell down, did not get up, then many times went by, and now Elves is walking again. I, I, I don't know how long it's been. It's been months since whatever happened. Hmm. Well, Mortis said that that it was many, many time since 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 the evil on the mountains was gone. And if Elves remembers evils still living well, before Elves fell, then maybe it's been very long since Elves fell down. No, I, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. It's, it's not, it's, it's not possible. That's, that, it cannot happen. That cannot be a long time. It just, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I, it's my turn to ask a question. Thorn will look down at his book quickly before Methuselah asks. In the book, it just has the, like, laughter. And then in the very bottom it says, Me likes this game. We're enjoying this game. Uh, you say your question. Well, um, what is this other parent we're talking about? And and do remember, um, let's play fair if we can. Or we'll look at the book, see if it says anything. Have a question. Pedro, can I notice that, like, Thorne is just looking down at a book? Yeah. From this angle, can I see anything on it or no? No. I imagine that Thorne would be very protective of the book. So, like, he glances down all the time, for sure. But you would, I think he would be hiding, right? Majority of the stuff. There are only two words inside of the book. And he says... Marquis Sadelene. The the parent. Their name is Marquis Sadelene. You hear a purr in the inside of your head.
reached the end of this episode of the Sunless Citadel. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, and be sure to catch the next installment of the Sunless Citadel every Thursday at 12 p.m. EST. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. It's a small way to show your support that goes a long way. To connect with us, follow our social media accounts, and if you'd like to support us, well, you can head on over to our Patreon to join the conversation, where you sneak peeks of our next project, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Gordon from Off the Beaten Path Musical. The Sunless Citadel can be found in Tales from the Yawning Portal by Wizards of the Coast. The World of Nosomundus was created by Pedro Stockler. Thanks again for listening from all of us at the Storyteller's Tavern. Thank you.